Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute fifty-nine of the room, in which Peter plays psychologist again, and as we'll learn later, a cigarette lighter has magic tricks up its sleeve. <laughs>、uh, in the fake original script, we have just begun Act Three. Really, we're just continuing on the last scene. Essentially, Peter has followed Mark up to the roof. Mark has lit up a joint and is hanging out, looking depressed. So, why doesn't Peter say, "Oh, hi, Mark"? He says, "Hey, Mark," but not "Oh, hi, Mark." Oh, I really wanted to say, "Oh, hi, hey,、Mark. Eric, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, hey, Robert. That is an excellent question. It's yeah, yeah. it might. I'm wondering if P, the、uh, Peter, the actor, just happened to get away with that. Since the original script doesn't actually exist anywhere online, who knows? And Peter, it was the psychiatrist person,、yes. right? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that's why he's. Although he、it. doesn't, when asked, he doesn't want to be the psychiatrist for the group.、Mm. But then Tommy had accused him of always playing psychologist, psychologist with them. Peter, you always play psychologist with us. And I don't know. It's he's what the scene needs him to be. Kind of like Mark in this in this scene, he's going to go from. Depressed, quote unquote, smoking some weed to homicidal in a matter of seconds, and then right back. But we'll get to some of that next next minute.、Uh, here we have a lovely conversation, very meaningful between Peter and Mark. Oh, the best of friends. <laughs> Starting with with Peter's pronouncement. It's a good place to think up here, isn't it? Mark says, "What man, you want to put me on the clock?" Which. I, oh, then now that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> now that line makes sense. It's, it's Peter punching the clock,、yeah. you know, in a sense, kind of. It's starting his work. Yeah, fifty minutes.、Work. Tell me your problems.、Mark. I really wondered. I really did wonder about that. But I forgot that that was his profession.、Mm-hmm. And then Peter asks, "What the hell is that?" Because he sees that he's smoking. Yeah. Mark, of course, offers it some because you got to. You want some? It's good, bro. And Peter. He doesn't smoke that stuff. No, I don't smoke that stuff. But then we get Peter being his best psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever he is, <sighs> as he pronounces that Mark looks depressed. You look depressed. Now I have two questions: How does Mark look depressed, and what does depressed look like? It looks like hot James Dean sitting <laughs> against a wall. <laughs> yeah. I think that is the most like brooding hot every man.、Uh, well, not well, yeah, I guess every man. I don't know. It's like the the classic、yeah. poster of James Dean, for that matter, is him standing、yeah. with the leather jacket, and doesn't he have a cigarette in his hand in that poster? He might.、I'm、pretty sure he does. And that is what Tommy was so wanted to be was James Dean. So that fits. The, the only last thing Mark or or you know、um, Greg could have done was pop his collar. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> If he had just done that, then it would have been perfect. But that would have been maybe maybe one step too far. Yep, there's definitely a cigarette in James Dean's hand in that poster I'm thinking of, and a,、yeah. there's another poster of him smoking. So yeah, it's definitely part of it. Although we can assume, well, do we assume Mark is smoking 
I mean, he could just be smoking tobacco. That's what I thought, but then I was like, oh, I know. I, I just like- assume because he has some little box there that he's... Mark doesn't feel like someone would roll his own cigarettes and smoke that, so I just assume he's, he's smoking marijuana. But the movie doesn't actually say that. Maybe. I'm just surprised he's not wearing a leather jacket. He's wearing a t- Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> Got all the denim. Well, and speaking of what, what they're wearing, I, th- I think you mentioned it last minute, Alice, the Peter wearing the suit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and in relation to the smoking and possibly marijuana or even tobacco, I mean, it, it actually it's actually in this day and age it's more unlikely people to... You know, to, for, for, it's more likely for people to turn down uh, smoking tobacco versus marijuana. True, I true. Think, but, um, when offered, especially although this was in two thousand, what filmed in two thousand three. Yeah, right. So, but yeah. but it's just this, it's just this kind of uh, stereotype that that a guy that's uh, you know dressed up reasonably well, you know, as far as <laughs> what 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 at least older people mm-hmm. believe, you know. Suits are mm-hmm. meant, meant to meant to uh, confer, but but you know, I mean, he's also got these glasses on, mm-hmm. and you know, kind of a somewhat nerdy or dorky, what have you, haircut. I mean, he's not. I mean, maybe even a little bit of a receding hairline. But yeah, the movie has not established but, what Mark does for a living, so I say it's safe to assume he's yeah. homeless and jobless. <laughs> he lives in his car, yeah. where we have seen him in a car. We haven't seen him in an apartment. So what else is he gonna smoke? You know. Let's create some stereotypes here. He's a aimless twenty-something who smokes weed. Well, how, however, in the minute that I was on previous, where he's he's laying in bed talking on the phone with uh, Lisa. Oh, that's right. We did see him in a bed. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's not much of an apartment. <laughs> you can't really tell exactly what the full accommodations are. But that's a good point. Yeah, we did. I mean, we didn't we didn't see the room around it, but we can assume it was in a room. It's big enough for him to lay down in the dark, so probably not his car. Could be in a U-Haul trailer behind his car. Yeah. He just got a, a mattress and a candle in there so he can pretend he has an apartment. Wait, so it's an apartment? Because now I'm trying to figure out the whole building's structure. Like, so Tommy lives, or John, we'll say Johnny lives in a, not a house, it's an apartment, but it's an apartment building, but there's a door that looks like it's the front door out. I'm Now I'm trying to figure out what the whole structure is of this building. It's almost more of a row house. A row I would, house. I would guess yeah. it's more of a row house. I don't know what that means, but... Well, I mean, generally it's just, it's, it's more like town, town, more like maybe like townhouse, a you townhouse, know? But, yeah. but they're all built together, you know, it's a big, But a tall t- townhouse? Because now I'm like, wait, what did yeah. Peter just come out of? <laughs> this does seem taller, though. Too. Well, Peter came from yeah. the stairs that go into the building. Two or three floors. Although there are no okay. there are no stairs there for the purpose of filming. Yeah. It's just a, <laughs> they take two steps down and hope that the camera cuts away. <laughs> As to how big the building is, that's a good question because because it looks like a you know like a not skyscraper but yeah. like a tall apartment building might as well be yeah. We know that Johnny and Lisa live here, and their apartment has two floors. And at least four rooms. Yeah. Though we're not sure what one of those rooms is. We call it the uh, chair and alcohol storage room. (laughs) It's where they keep the spoons. Yeah. That hallway is either really well lit or their front door does go outside. Hard to tell. Doesn't seem to match the appearance of the building they used for the front of it in in San Francisco. Yeah. We do know also that Denny lives in this building. Mm -hmm. So somewhere there's at least one more apartment. And I don't think it was ever said, but it was implied, that, or maybe we just made that up, that Mark also lives in the building. Mm. We might have made that up. Yeah, because I was thinking even, like, with the last minute, like, that, that front door, that, or I assume is the front door, that wasn't closing. Like, I was like, is that the door out to, you know, I imagine, like, a yard and grass and a front yard, but maybe not, you know. So I mean, it's also 
possible. I mean, I don't know how common this is in San Francisco that it's a multi-story apartment thing in front and then Johnny, maybe he owns the building and so he lives in like a little mm. house in the back. Like a terrace, yeah. That's separate. But it looks like it's a floor outside the door. We never get a good look at it because they don't mm-hmm. angle the camera down a lot. Really out that door is a parking lot mm. and where they're filming, yeah. <laughs> which is you can occasionally hear the cars going by, but that's fine. Cars go by places. Next minute, we'll get a good look at how wide this roof is. It's not very wide. Yeah. This roof is very small, mm-hmm. smaller than the apartment, which is a problem. Well, well, the roof could be broken up into partitions yes. based on, you know, lower levels being smaller themselves. And we never do see yeah. one corner of the roof. We don't know how many flights are walking up in this. Yeah, and we never see the one corner of the roof, so it could have a lo- another little staircase or ladder to a lower section or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard to say because none of it's real. And we just we just look what else are you going to look at when you see Peter and Mark trying to talk about depression cuz Mark's got a sick feeling in his stomach. I got this sick feeling in my stomach, man. I did something awful. I don't think I can forgive myself. Which Peter of course wants to hear about cuz Peter is a gossip. <laughs> a gossip therapist or, or a psychiatrist. <laughs> like like, yeah. like like any yeah. good psychiatrist. Yeah. Tell me about it. They just love to gossip. And then Mark says, I just feel like, like running. Killing myself. Something crazy like that. And Peter doesn't even, like, push us. Like, this turns into an anti-drug PSA. Mm-hmm. More than, you know, like, it wasn't like, well, what did you do? What did you do? You know, it was just more like, that stuff's bad for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> you want to kill yourself? Whatever, you know, but that stuff's bad for you. <laughs> This is an anti-drug commercial. Oh, yeah. We get cut off mid-line on the minute, but yeah, Peter's line is, why are you smoking that crap? It's no wonder you can't think straight. It's going to screw with your head. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> this, this is your brain on yeah. drugs? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie? That's what this scene is. When when next minute, when he pushes Peter over the edge of the roof, it just, just cut to, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> Don't be <laughs> uh. <laughs> And Mark gets, as soon as Peter tells him to tell me about it, I was on Bat Minute recently and they had a scene like this where Chase Meridian is talking and she, like Bruce finally starts to talk to her, but every time he starts talking, he walks away. I'm like, that's not how you should do therapy. Peter, Mark, <laughs> Mark is just like that. As soon as he starts talking, he walks away. I'm like, I think Peter should just leave him alone. I'm like, you're asking for him to throw you off a of roof. <laughs> Stupid Peter. <laughs> Now, we have other stuff to talk about on Friday, so I have a question for you. Do you think, I've talked before about re-editing the movie sometime near the end of this this show. Because of the long hiatus, that edit has already been completed at this point, but we will keep talking about it for many episodes to come, as if it hasn't been done yet. And I'm wondering, do you think we should cut this scene so it looks like Peter actually dies? (laughs) Like, we'd have to cut out the throwing football and tuxedo scene because he's there. Mm -hmm. But I think I can edit it out, edit him out of the first tuxedo scene so that maybe the tuxedos are like, it's for his funeral. (laughs) Because Peter disappears from the movie. Oh, he disappears after. He's in two more scenes. He's, he's in the scene where Mark comes in clean shaven and they're all got their tuxedos. And then he's in the scene Mm -hmm. outside where they are in their tuxedos playing football. And then he's gone because the actor had another project to work on. So he left and his character gets replaced by Steven, who just says the lines that Peter was supposed to say. Oh. And I'm like, I wonder if I can make it look like he died. Like Mark's a murderer. So like instead of the like, no, it's okay, cool. It's not like. (laughs) Although then. 
we'll get this next next minute, but then we'll miss the most genuine apology ever. Oh yeah. So, I don't know if I want to cut that. Any other notes on the content of minute fifty nine? It's not a lot, just a little conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, definitely your your take on it. That's what mm-hmm. you can say for <laughs> drugs. That's 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 the best thing. It's it's because otherwise, it's I mean, it's it's uh, pretty kind of the you know bad acting, depressing. We got to remember this was written by a guy who's mm. what in his fifties. Yeah. So he assumes you know you're you're you smoking dope, you know, something bad's gonna happen. And what's right above him? Is it like that was the box and the lighter? Because like that's like yes, you noticing yeah, like what a weird box that is. Yeah. What a lot of fans think is that he literally hides his stash on the roof. Oh. And so that little box is his stash of stuff, and he hides it like behind a plant or somewhere up here. Oh, okay. Or at least takes like, it up, like, like, or it takes it up there to smoke. Whatever. I was like, that's not going to end in disaster when it falls off the roof. <laughs> it's okay. It's magical, magical, as we'll learn in notes from a midnight screening. Notes. At the beginning of this minute, we get the audience screaming, teleporting lighter, because every time the angle changes on Mark, his lighter has shifted positions. Oh. And so it jumps from next to the box to in front of the box to next to the box to in front of the box, and it just keeps going back and forth. And if you have a good enough audience, they get really excited each time, like they're shocked every time, like, whoa, whoa, did you see that? And like. They're reacting as if they don't expect it to happen, which is wonderful. That's amazing. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he hallucinated Peter. That's what he's. That's the kind of drugs he's <laughs> and hallucinate, on. Hallucinate, almost murdering him. Peter's not even real. Yeah, Peter wasn't even real. He's their inner monologue. <laughs> Everyone. When it cuts to the shot next minute and Mark says sorry, I'll like you like edit out Peter digitally. He's wrestling with his demons, yeah. (laughs) He's talking to himself. The room minus Peter. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'll keep him earlier, so it is even weirder that he's just gone. He's It's already weird that he disappears. Is there any character you could just take out? Yes. Any character you take out Lisa? They're just like, well, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Who? (laughs) (laughs) You might have a problem with the party scene later, but you could actually cut Lisa's mother and some of it would make more sense. You could cut out Michelle and it would make more sense. Denny. I don't think you could. You can't cut out both because you need Lisa to have someone to talk to. Yeah. Unless we want to go like Lisa is the full villain as Tommy Wiseau would want it. And then we cut both of them so that we never know Lisa's motivation. Just Lisa in a room. I have breast cancer. I... Well, I can't add scenes. <laughs> My favorite note from Midnight Screening in this minute, though, is nothing to do with the magic lighter. It's when Mark says, I just feel like, like running. And someone at the screening that I was taking notes on is like, in all that denim? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He, he ain't running in that outfit. We, we do see he does have clothes for running later. Mm-hmm. We get a running montage, but we're not there yet. I don't even remember how far off that is. And we get, at the end of this minute... When he's saying he's like thinking, killing myself, something crazy like that. You gotta scream focus because once again, as many times in this film, the shot is out of focus. Because of course they had two cameras pointed at the target. Really hard to focus that. With that being said, we're coming up on the hour mark of this movie, which is awesome. One more time, Alice. The listeners want to hear more from you. Where can they do it? Yeah, um, I post probably, I think, all my podcast appearances on my Twitter at Ali Mej, A-L-I-M-E-Z-H. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Alice Lauren. I'm on the Now You've Seen It podcast, which is all about movies, talking to people who have just, who have never seen the movie, and so it's on their first viewing. 
And Eric, where can they hear you? Uh, yeah, um, so my, uh, other podcast, uh, of three, um, that is, is essentially done. I definitely went through minute by minute, uh, the movie Watchmen from, uh, 2009, uh, Zack Snyder superhero movie. Did that with Travis Bow. And, you know, we went through that minute by minute, just like this movie's doing, but, but we went through it 186 minutes of the director's cut. And, uh, but we did also come back though for the, uh, recent, uh, excellent, excellent HBO show. I mean, I really think I like that better than the movie at this point, but I love the comic book most. But, uh, we, we just did episode by episode of, of the, uh, nine part TV show, HBO TV show, Watchmen. And you should check that out there. We may, we may still come back. I think that's still a possibility of, uh, doing kind of a, a an end capper, an end recapper of the whole, for that whole, uh, single season, supposedly. And you never know, maybe something else like uh, the uh, the Doomsday Clock recent comic book that uh, ended not too long ago. But he's not wrong when people make it fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!